Welcome to Dear School Psych Sister, the podcast. This is your show host, Kiara Fulmore, and I am a proud school psychologist. This podcast is dedicated to helping women of color navigate the field of school psychology. On our podcast, we will have invited talks and open dialogues exploring various topics within the field. Our podcast serves as a knowledge sharing tool to help women of color as they grow in their practice. Here on Dear School Psych Sister, the podcast, we believe that our collective wisdom can support our overall well-being. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope that you enjoy the show. Hello, hello. Welcome to Dear School Psych Sister, the podcast. I have some really, really special guests here. We have Dr. Janice Parker, and we also have Dr. Corliss Thompson-Drew, also known to me as Dr. TD. I am going to introduce these wonderful ladies like they should be by reading you a little bit about them. I'll start with Dr. Parker. Dr. Parker is an assistant professor of school psychology at college at the College of William and Mary, a licensed psychologist and a nationally certified school psychologist. Dr. Parker is a proud Floridian who obtained her undergraduate degree from Florida State and doctoral degree from the University of Florida. She completed a two-year postdoctoral appointment at the University of South Florida, doing both research and teaching prior to her appointment at William & Mary. Dr. Parker's research primarily focused on student engagement and motivation among adolescents from underrepresented groups and culturally responsive practices in school psychology. Along those lines, she has much experience collaborating with high school educators um, and at-risk youth from diverse backgrounds and providing counseling support in public schools for middle and high school students. Dr. Parker just recently received the Scholar Spotlight Award for her paper on self-determination African-American high school students. All right, thank you for having us, Dr. Parker. Thank you for inviting me. And then next, but definitely, very, very much someone I hold dear. That's why I gave her that Dr. T <laughs> um, mm-hmm. nickname is Dr. Corliss Thompson-Drew. She is the Director of Psychological Services from Winston-Salem Forsyth County Schools. She holds a doctorate degree of psychology in clinical school psychology. In her almost 40 years in the field, Dr. Thompson-Drew has worked in a variety of settings, including schools, community mental health, university counseling, and as a faculty at the university level. Dr. Thompson-Drew has extensive training in school safety and crisis management, mental health and behavioral health, and suicide and threat assessment. She is a prepared trainer for school crisis prevention and intervention, a youth mental health first aid instructor, a restorative practices trainer, and credentialed in school suicidiology. Dr. Thompson Drew serves on the North Carolina School Psychologist Association Professional Practice Committee and the School Safety and Crisis Response Committee. Thank you so much for being with us, Dr. TD. Thank you for having me. All right. So you saw that those ladies have like 
stacks on stacks of stacks of credentials. <laughs> but I just want to start off by just giving you all the story of just why we're here. Um, this episode specifically is about mentorship. And these women are my mentors. Um, they are people who have helped me um, in the field just navigate everything that I've been through. I always text them and just get their thoughts on things. And anytime that I have a question about career advancement or professional development, these ladies have had me and been instrumental in just what I feel is my career success. Uh, I won't get into personal stories about how I met each and each of them, but just know that these are my school psych sisters and people who I hold dear. So to start this conversation, I just want to kind of talk about mentorship and just what it means. Because I know that there's a lot of academic definitions out here, but I really think mentorship can be boiled down to things that are very simple. For me, mentorship is just knowing that I have someone who's going to guide me along my, my professional journey and give me feedback that is constructive and will help advance me in the right ways. Dr. TD and Dr. Parker, what do you all feel about mentorship? How have you defined that? Well, I um, define mentorship, I guess, in a much uh, kind of a personal way, as you mentioned. Um, for me, mentorship is very important. I think back to the people, particularly women, who have helped me on my journey, and none of them were school psychologists, by the way, but they have all been very instrumental in shaping me into the person and the woman that I am. And I always felt um, a responsibility to pass that on. And so for me, mentorship is taking the time, the, um, the opportunity to give to someone else to help them in their journey um, and to really connect because the relationship is very, very important. Um, and, and the honesty of that and being authentic, letting them see me and my seeing them, and but, but just really building that relationship to help that person on that journey wherever it should be. So, so it's a very personal kind of thing. Yes, and I love um, Dr. TD how you mentioned helping that person on their journey. Um, and just to supplement that, when I think of mentorship, I think about it in a way to where um, it may be specific to, you know, an area that you're focused on, right? Because we often hear, you know, it's good to have multiple mentors. So an area that I may help my mentee on may be different than the next mentor based on our experiences, our expertise, um, and what have you. But I think one of the operative words here, as Dr. T.D. mentioned, is that you're helping them, you're guiding them on their journey. And so I'm giving you enough information um, specifically, but I also feel like as a mentor, I, it's also my responsibility to take a broad approach to where I'm not inserting what I think is best, right? Based on, um, we can call it purpose, calling, uh, my own journey in life, but I'm giving you that space, that freedom, um, that empowerment, if you will, to kind of follow your path um, along the way. 
I definitely agree. I like that connection. And I also definitely appreciate that your journey or their journey and not um, self-imposing yourself onto the the mentee. I definitely think both of those things are key. And I think there's this, they're key because mentorship, much like your paper, Dr. Parker, is about self-determination for the particular um, mentee. So I definitely think they need to feel connected to you. I think that's that belongingness, if we remember in psychology, um, that they feel. And I also think um, that they also need to feel respected um, and like their opinions have value. So I definitely agree. And I think both of you women have been that for me, which is why I appreciate those answers. The next question that I have for you all is just thinking about why mentorship is so important for women of color in the field of school psychology. Ooh, that's a loaded one, right? Um, and, you know, and I'm I'm thinking, uh, you know, Carrie, uh, and and even perhaps uh, Dr. Cohen, because I'm sure she's. I think I'm the oldest person on here, anyway, but. Um, I'm thinking too, when I was, you know, a novice in the field, I did not have another woman of color um, to provide that mentorship. You know, I had friends that I, that I made and, you know, we sort of helped each other out, but I didn't have somebody who was really a mentor. And um, when I finally took another job in my job in Chicago, I lucked on to probably the best person ever. Um, someone that was almost like a second mother. She was very given. She, she, you know, that whole idea of her journey. I knew this is someone that I could trust and I could talk to, not just about school psychology, but about my life. So for me, I think the importance of having um, a woman of color mentor you not only just because of the life experiences and the connections there, but there's something, and I really can't define it, about having that other Black woman, (laughs) that other person of color. There's something, they get you, right? Not that you can know everything about everybody, but I felt safe with her. And And I think that's the only thing I can think of. It was that sense of safety. I was free to be whoever I was. And I didn't have to put on and do other kinds of things. So that was so important and so freeing for me. And, you know, I hope that for other women that I have mentored or been like that for, that they feel that same thing, you know, that freedom. So, yeah, I think absolutely just just the connection. Again, we're going back to that. And the freedom, the space, the safety was is very important. Yes. And I think also the truth of the matter is being a school psychologist, whether you're a practitioner or a higher ed, especially a woman of color, it can be really challenging, particularly kind of at the mental level, right? And so, you know, I first think about um, those of us, the few of us in the academy, and the challenges that we have to experience, you know, from 
asserting ourselves and affirming um, our research, especially when we're doing, you know, research related to critical research and research related to um, the uplifting of uh, minoritized um, students and families and, you know, establishing legitimacy there, how challenging that is when we step into classroom settings and um, graduate students, knowing that, you know, as women of color, um, we're more likely to kind of receive those harsh evaluations at the end of the semester. And so we're trying to kind of balance and press our way um, through those things. And, you know, I think of a, the recent, a recent study that, um, you know, I just led with early career black school psychology women um, who are practitioners and hearing about the racism, um, the, discrimination, not just because of their racial and ethnic identity, but also their gender. And some of the experiences, um, they encounter negative experiences from their male colleagues, both white and black um, alike. And so when I think about all of those challenges that we have to carry on our shoulders, while we yet still, right, advocate and um, press our way, it's challenging. And so a mentor, like Dr. T mentioned, it gives us that safe space, right? To feel safe, to feel heard, to feel validated, and quite frankly, to feel uplifted, especially when the burden just feels a little bit more heavy um, than not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, part, part of it for me also is not wanting you know, assisted to go through what I went through, you know, um, when you mentioned about sort of being, I remember very vividly in grad school, you know, being called in because I didn't talk a lot in class and, and having to say, you know, when, if I ha when I have something to say, I'll say it. Um, but feeling as though that my being there was questionable, yeah. you know, so not wanting somebody else to go through that, I can't fight that battles, but I can give them the benefit of experience, kind of, you know, talk them through some things. I even know with Kiara when she interned with us, actually even walking through, what did you want to say? And how does this come across? Those kinds of things, things that, you know, I did not necessarily have somebody doing that with me, but that is so very important that we don't, you know, we need to break some of the cycle and the chain and, and, and empower and strengthen, you know, these sisters so they can do the work, right? And, and be all that who they would want to be, or need to be as they define themselves. Yes, mm, that's so powerful. Yes, Dr. TD, yes, you did sit down with me and have a lot of talks about intent versus impact. This <laughs> is true. Oh man, I was like, you I got it in Tell the story. <laughs> I got it in tent, you know. <laughs> I know I have an intent. That's good, but you know, people are might be impacted by the way that I say it. So yes, <laughs> definitely feel that. And it's thank you for sharing that your story of, you know, not having a mentor. Um, in a, a relationship, like a mentor-mentee relationship um, that you can call upon and that basically being your passion moving forward and propelling you into forming relationships with uh, the sisters out here so that we can thrive. I think that that's really powerful and I appreciate it. 
the depths of my soul and you know I do um so yes I I feel everything that you all just said and thank you Dr. Parker for acknowledging the um challenge and the struggle that it is as women of color um at the intersection of not only race but also gender and school Mm -hmm. psychology so my next question I think Dr. TD, you kind of hinted on this when you were talking about your experience, but um, who were your mentors? You, you both have been so great to me. Um, I just want to know more about your mentors and how they instilled that and, and empowered you both to move forward. I definitely would be interested in, think the audience would be interested in that. Well, my mentors, you know, got to start with mom, right? Because nobody gets anywhere without mama. Um, and my mother was the golden standard. Um, I was convinced she had eyes on the back of her head. But, you know, what I got from my mother was a very strong sense of determination, uh, loyalty above all. That is so very important to me. Loyalty and integrity. Um, and knowing that she did the best and wanted the best for her kids, even with her limited education, right? And then I, be, I firmly believe that God placed me in situation and circumstances where I had always had older women, like I said, they weren't psychologists until you know, I moved to Chicago as a young school psychologist, but he placed me with women in my summer jobs <laughs> um, that really held my hand right? Gave me an opportunity to do things, helped me to stretch my wings. And they were there to support me, you know, and to cheer me on every step of the way, you know, uh, and like my first mentor as a psychologist was, you know, Dr. Learfield in, in Chicago. And I guess I said, that was a phenomenal lady. And I always remember what she said to me that I think sort of led me down that path. She says, you know, you were not, this is not a job for you. You were called to do this. And I was like, okay, whatever you say. But I became, I came to understand what she meant. And I watched her as she um, supervised the staff. I watched her as she interacted with people. And, you know, I think that was sort of the standard for me because, you know, she gave of herself. She was firm, she was loving, she was, you know, the mother of us, but her expectations were that we would always give of ourselves as well. So she stood out, and then there was one other person that stood out to me, Liliana Zindler. Uh, Liliana was a woman I met in Boston, again, not another school psychologist, she was a school psychologist. She happened to be a friend from church who nurtured me on my journey in Christian, to become a Christian and really helped me to really um, just just grow as a woman. You know, uh, I was young, married with a little one, but helped me to grow and helped me to really connect who I am as a psychologist with my religion, what I believed and what I saw as actually my calling. So those three, my mom, other women along the way, Dr. Bearfield and, and, and Liliana, um, really pushing me out of my comfort zone and, 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 and giving me the strength to do and to be the kinds of things that I wanted to and, and always being there for me as a sounding board. So those are my influences. Mm. 
they're very beautiful. I feel like I hear a lot of, you know, some of my experiences and um, your experiences, Dr. T.D., um, because I would say one of my core mentors, um, she's not necessarily a psychologist, but she is in the mental health field, but she also happens to be a pastor. Um, and her name is Reverend Veronica Brown. And what I really gathered from her is, again, how to integrate um, who I am in my religion and spirituality and what that means for um, operating professionally, if you will, and walking into my purpose. Mm -hmm. And one of the core lessons that I've gained from her is this sense of boldness. Um, And if you know me, um, I always say I am a soft-spoken person and I hate rocking the boat, right? Um, And sometimes, you know, I I fault, right? as I like to play it safe, but with her as my mentor, she has really taught me that um, it's not always okay to play it safe. And sometimes you have to rock the boat um, to push for change where change is needed and to say things that need to be said, even when it's uncomfortable, even when, um, you know, no one else wants to go there. And that has really empowered me um, in the work and the research I do. Um, and so one area, you know, of my research looks at religion and spirituality and what that means, you know, for serving um, religious and spiritual families, even in the public school sector. Um, and that's not easy to talk about, especially in our field where it's still an area that we just haven't opened the door Um, in a widespread fashion. And so her work um, and her mentorship has given me kind of that, the ump I need, if you will, to approach this work in a non-biased way. And I appreciate that about her as well. But again, to say what needs to be said. Um, And of course, my mom, and I apologize because I should have said my mom first. So you listen to this mom, I'm so sorry. Um, but she really taught my sister and I to use the platform um, that God has given us and you give it your all and you never forget where you come from mm-hmm. and you always um, think about the person that's behind you and bringing them where you are. And that really drives how I approach my mentorship. Um, again, thinking about the next person behind me and using that pl- platform to help them get to where they need to be. And then I would say in the school psychology world, I have a, a few mentors uh, for different reasons, right? Um, and I'm very selective because I know what one can give me, the other can't. Mm-hmm. Um, but one mentor in particular um, is my graduate instructor from the University of Florida, Dr. Diana Joyce. And I say that because I love who she is as a professional, right? So very productive research grants um, and so forth. But I absolutely admire who she is as a person and personality wise and the way she interacts with people. Because like myself, she is a very soft-spoken woman, but yet she's a powerful woman in the sense to where she knows what she knows um, when she has to be assertive, she is, but she does it with such grace 
Um, and it's just something that I look up to because, you know, she reminds me that I don't have to be something I'm not, right? I can lean into um, my mal-tempered, um, quiet demeanor, and yet I can still be a powerful force to be reckoned with. <laughs> um, and so I absolutely love that about her and it inspires how I interact with my own students and how I interact with families um, and people around me um, and to be okay with that and to walk in my truth. Mm. So very powerful. Yes. Snaps. All great <laughs> stories. I mean, that's so interesting. As you all are sitting here, just recounting your stories of mentorship, it's almost very parallel to my story and the influence that you both have had on my life. It's, it's you know, and I think that's so important. I think, you know, as you're, I actually remembered when I said that to you, Kara, um, because, I, because I think what happens is when we let people write our story and define us, then we lose sight of our dreams, right? And, you know, there's always that thing, say, if you, if you don't have a seat at a table, then you might be lunch. I am, I'm not going to be anybody's lunch. <laughs> and, and, I, and it's very important that we support we support dreams, but you have to also, you know, for me as a supervisor part, I really believe that my responsibility, even in that mentorship as a supervisor, is to help my folks see their strengths, to see the areas that they can grow. And when they're getting ready to grow and move, sometimes it means leaving me. And that's always hard, but I want them to always leave for a better place. And you cannot do that if you let somebody else tell your story, because then they're, you know, they're taking it wherever they want to go. So it is very important to me as I mentor other folks that they get to tell their own story, that they develop the strength in who they are, knowing that you're going to get hits along the way. That's okay. Just get up, dust yourself off and keep going. You know, but you have to tell your story the way you want it to be told. And don't let somebody take your dream away from you. So that's something that's just very important. I completely agree. I think that it's 100%. Everything you've all said has just been so insightful. And I know that they will walk away with great things from just listening to this. I think now I'm wondering, because we have spoke and I've just told you all about the influence that you've had on me. And you've also talked about the influence that other people have had on you. Yeah. I'm trying to bring it, I guess, 360. I know that there's this, and I know that there was a paper also on bi-directional mentorship and just the beauty of having like that reciprocal relationship as just as you are mentoring someone, they may be not mentoring you, but influencing you in some way. So I'd, I'd be curious um, and it's okay. Whatever answer you give, I welcome it. But if I've had any influence on the both of you all, um, I would love to hear about it. Well, you taught me how to have fun again, Kiara. Um, <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> I, but I, no, seriously. Um, 
the year that, that you intern with the other per, with um, the other person that you intern with, with, with Cherise, I think I think the department had a lot of fun. We learned terms like tabling and people like, what does that mean? You know, <laughs> but um, the two of you and you in particular, I think what happened for me was there was stuff that I knew, you know, all about the social justice stuff and all kinds of stuff, but then it was right in my face. And I had to, I had to deal with it on a personal level before, before I could do it professionally. And in trying to, you know, get you on the road and do whatever you needed to do, I really had to ask myself some questions and recognize that, you know, it's okay. And that's why I could say, yeah, Kira knows what she's doing. You know, I don't want to steal her thunder or dampen her fire you know, but I had to have my own reckoning about what did I really believe about the things that you were saying, what it had to do with social justice. And when you could get tied up in knots about a kid and what was happening, you know, what did I really believe? So I think what you did for me was open a way for me to really think a little bit more deeply about some of that stuff, you know, that I knew I cared about. But, you know, after a few years out there, you get a little jaded and kind of tired and kind of, you know, go wherever. But I think having those conversations, watching you sort of struggle through whatever you needed to do, but at the same time recognizing, yeah, this is something I had to reckon with um, personally first and then professionally. So that has, you know, to this day here, it has put me in a, in, on a path, you know, where, yes, you know, I am making sure certain things uh, within the staff are being dealt with, you know, even to the point of, you know, like a book study we're doing this semester, just being very clear about some of that. So yeah, that, that was the influence you had in me. But like I said, regaining also my, my joy, looking through your eyes at school psychology and, mm -hmm. and being able to have fun with it, even as I learned. So that was, that, that was impactful for me. Mm -hmm. Yes, ditto. I will. Kiera is a firecracker for sure. <laughs> oh, she is a firecracker for sure. Um, and I think too, Kiera, you've taught me how to dream, how to nurture a dream, and most importantly, how to nurture a dream that's bigger than self. Mm -hmm. um, and I watch how the school site sisters group has just blossomed, right? It started off as a simple Facebook page where people could come together um, and kind of discuss their highs and lows and support each other, they celebrate each other. And then we saw the mentoring aspect that, you know, you and some of your other colleagues um, developed. And then we see, um, you know, the, the logo um, that you were so integral in spearheading. And now there's a Twitter page and now we have a podcast, but it's all in the name of supporting women of color in school psychology. Mm -hmm. And I'm reminding of that, reminded of that. Um, I saw that there was, you know, some exchange between you and another person on the page. And I think the person said, you know, this is your brand. And you said, no, mm -mm. it's not mm -hmm. my brand. Not my brand. It's, it's something where I want this to be a space 
for women of color in this field for us to kind of celebrate each other and so forth. Um, so I think that is just like the the pinnacle of who you are and the lesson that I learned from you. Um, again, just around really stepping out and doing something that really sparks large scale systems change, but yet and still, um, you know that it's bigger than you and yet you keep going and you keep growing and you keep improving and you keep enhancing and you keep building. Um, and that is so such, um, it's inspiring to see. And mm -hmm. I definitely admire, I admire what you do. Yeah, that, that is that is absolutely true. Um, Kiara, you, I am very, very proud of you, you know, and as uh, Dr. Col Coleman was talking, I was thinking about my daughter, who's, I think, around the same age as you are, and both of you have, you, you didn't do it intentionally, but both of you have, have put me in a place when we talk about dreams, right, you know, as parents, you know, is that mother in me, I'm kind of like, oh, I'm gonna make sure you do that, if you do this, but as I watch you grow, you know, uh, in this profession, but more so grow as a young woman. Um, you have, you, you've been steadfast, even as the turmoil was going around you, you've been, you've been steadfast. You're not afraid to ask the questions. You're not afraid to step out and take the chance. And I don't know if it's something about the young folk that do that, because <laughs> I see my daughter doing the same thing, but just just taking it and, and, and running with it. And I think what Dr. Coleman was referring to is your humility in your spirit. Because we can go as far as we want to go, but if you are not humble, you know, many people don't want to be around you, but I think you have maintained that humility. And I did see that little exchange and I was saying, I'm just very proud of you. Yes. I, I, mm -hmm. think, I, think, there, I think the world is your oyster, but I want you to go and capture that world, but do not forget where you came from. Do not forget the humility of your spirit because those are the things that nobody can take away from you. But I'm mm -hmm. super proud of you. Mm -hmm. yes. mm -hmm. Thank you all so much. I really do appreciate that. And I, it's interesting that you all brought up the exchange because as I was writing it, I was like, how can I be like Dr. TD and Dr. Parker when I say this. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure I get I, I know. I was, like the, like I was probably the devil on your shoulder, you know, to have to kind of like pull back. I was like, I gotta just say this directly, but also be, you know, <laughs> but I hope I did a good job. But yes, I oh, yes. everything is it's for my people. And I think everything that you all said, I, I echo and I just want to be that for other women. And I want to, if, even if I can't be that for other women, I, I want to have a space that we can be that for each other. And I think that there's a lot of power and just community at itself but I also feel like there's power and mentorship and connections that you build and networks that we that we can build with each other so I am doing this for everybody else I don't I really am very 
much like not a person who loves to be <laughs> in the seat. <laughs> and my, my boyfriend's had to push me to go further, to be honest. So I do think him, but yeah, I, I just want a space where everybody can just breathe and be themselves and be yeah. feel safe um, enough to speak their truth. So I thank you both. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate the, the commentary. My last question is actually very related. It's just, what advice would you give um, women of color in this field and all the school psych sisters out there if they are wanting to engage and have a mentor? What advice would you tell them? What strategies would you give them? What places would you tell them to go if they really want this in their life? I think um, they need to really have the heart of someone who's willing to learn. They need to be humble. They need to find someone uh, and be careful about the someone's (laughs) Um, because you need to find somebody who will tell you the truth, not just what you want to hear. Someone who will be able to have those hard conversations with you. Um, Someone who's just willing just to be there when you just need to let it out. Um, and that is a really a, a two-way street. Um, someone with a kind heart, <laughs> you know, that's sort of like that tough love. But again, it, it's so important that, it, you know, they seek, they find it. Even now, all these many years in the field, I, you know, I don't really have, a, um, you know, a school site system mentor in, in you know, the, traditional sense. Um, one of my greatest mentor, I would be remiss not to mention his name, you know, is Dr. Simonton, for whom I worked for 20 years. And he was, you know, the um, assistant superintendent of student services. And I, you know, just a really wonderful person. I learned a lot from him. But I think, you know, even now, I still need to be mentored. I still need to have that person where I can go to. So I think you're looking for a long-term relationship. You're looking for someone who will be honest and truthful with you. Um, Someone who will um, help you on your journey, not theirs, your journey, but also help you to see with clear and open eyes what's in front of you and and, and just be there for you. um, So that would be my my advice, but seek it out uh, and do do so carefully as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, ditto. And I think, um, you know, in a more formal fashion, I know you mentioned here, how can um, people kind of get these relationships going? Um, I know there are several different avenues to do so. Um, you know, I think about the different subcommittees for our national organization um, and, you know, opportunities to be paired with uh, mentors, um, those that are more advanced in the field in different ways. Um, and then, you know, that the School Psych Sisters Facebook page is a really, really, really good starting point, um, you know, to find people who can, you know, support you and challenge you when needed and affirm you as well. Um, you know, obviously that's how you and I got connected um, through that particular platform. Uh, but definitely kind of utilizing those more formal structures 
um, could be beneficial as well because you never know when life term or lifelong relationships will emerge um, because you're not getting rid of me here and I'm not leaving <laughs> anytime soon. Um, Use me. <laughs> That's what I say. I am here. I am here and I will serve. <laughs> because I would say one of the things that I love about our relationship and again that we've kind of cultivated is that we, it really is an opportunity to bridge the research to practice gap, right? Mm-hmm. And this goes back to what you said about what we learn from each other. Um, because as you know, you're a practitioner and I learned so much about what's happening on the day-to-day basis. Um, so definitely finding someone who values you as much as a mentee, as much as you value them as a mentor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that promotes that authentic, genuine um, relationship. Yes, it does. And I want to make sure that I read these off so that people will know before I read that I want to pull another point that I think we've all been talking about, but may have may get lost. So I want to make sure to say it is that mentor, whoever you choose, it doesn't have to be in the field of school psychology. It would be great because you already have that foundation no knowledge that you can speak of um, in that experience. But if it's in the related field, I think that that's fine. If it's someone at your church, in your school, a leader in your building, I think the biggest thing from what I'm hearing is just to find that person as a woman of color, not even in school psychology, but as a woman of color. So I just want to make sure I say that. And I also want to say, just reiterate what um, Dr. Parker and Dr. TD were saying as far as finding someone who values you, someone who gives you the autonomy and empowers you to do things, finding someone who's honest and gives you very good constructive feedback. Um, You want them to also have that um, bi-directional influence you're not, you're not just someone who's giving, you also, they are receiving something from you. So you're not being taken advantage of, which I feel like Dr. TD was hinting at when she said, be very careful. <laughs> it's <doing>? true. <laughs> she said it so much better. <laughs> yes, look, that you're not being used for free labor or cheap labor. <laughs> Be very careful who you choose, but also like Dr. Parker mentioned, getting involved with your state associations, getting involved with the national association, also networking and finding people on School Psych Sisters Facebook page and finding people in any other community groups that you know of. Um, Just being intentional and advocating for yourself and not being afraid to say, I would like a mentor mm-hmm. relationship. I think that's that that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, particularly for early career um, folks, it's it's so important um, that when they are looking for those jobs, that they do ask that question, you know, mm-hmm. what mentoring is available? It might be more on a professional level at that point, but I think you need to ask that question, right? And um, I know certainly on behalf of, you know, some interns, you know, that have been going places and put me down as a reference. I, I asked the question, I said, well, how are you going to mentor that person? So I think that's part of the advocating um, 
you know, so that you at least, you know, even if it's just within the workplace, that you have that person that you can talk to, that can, you know, challenge you, they can affirm you, you know, as uh, Dr. Coleman said, but, you know, I think that's important that you do ask and you do seek those things out. Yes. So I have had so much fun talking with you all today. I I always feel like it's therapeutic when I talk to other school psych sisters. And I don't know if that's just like with our field, but it's just always very therapeutic, no matter what the space is. It's just, it feels so great to just let your hair down, um, be able to engage in those (laughs) colloquisms. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) So I I really, I really did enjoy talking to you all. And I'm hopeful that the people who are listening to your segment will take away some knowledge. Thank you so much, Dr. Parker. Thank you so much, Dr. TD. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. thank you. Thank you for having us on your inaugural podcast. Uh, I feel so accomplished now. I was like, hey, I'm on a podcast. <laughs> um, I think my daughter was duly impressed. I said, I'm going to be on this podcast. I'll call you back. And she was like, oh, yeah, but she want to hear about it. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. And I hope you caught some gems from today's show. If you really liked our show, please make sure to subscribe and share the link with a friend to offer feedback or pose insightful questions. I'd welcome you to submit a voice message on our profile or email schoolpsychsisters at gmail.com. Our social media platforms are at schoolpsychsis on Twitter and at schoolpsychsisters on Instagram. If you identify as a woman of color in the field of school psychology, we do welcome you to our online community through Facebook. Thanks once again for listening in to Dear School Psych Sister. We hope to see you next time.